Um, as I've been thinking about this morning, which isn't that, isn't that long, to be honest, I'd since um, sort of Friday-ish to, to think about it, um, my title, if you want to have a title for a talk this morning, is The Way of the Cross. That's what I've been thinking about, and I think that fits in well with what we're doing in a few minutes when we have communion. And I really want to think about the centrality of the cross in our lives and the importance of the cross. And maybe sometimes we can get familiar with the cross, or we can even forget about it. And I know I'm like that, I'm not pointing the finger at anybody, but um, it's so important to have the cross there as a central part of our lives. And so what I want to turn to then is, why I was asking you to get your Bibles, is to look at um, Luke chapter 9, and it's verses 23 to 25. Okay, we've got that. It's Luke 9, 23 to 25. And this is Jesus' words, he's speaking here. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Um, I must admit, that's not a particularly great scripture for me over the years. I've found it really hard, really difficult, and I've probably ignored it and not really been that interested in it, if I'm honest. I've been and had quite a negative attitude towards it, which isn't really a great... Uh, admission for somebody who stood up here and talking to you because the Bible isn't going to change. God isn't going to change his word for me. I'm going to have to change and I've got to change my attitude and the way in which I look at something. And actually that has happened and I'll explain that as I actually talk and as I speak that my attitude has changed because of the ways in which God has, has worked in my life. And one of the things I want to try and explain to you is through examples in my life and the way in which God, God has led me over um, the last few years. And it's through examples and the way God has spoken to me. And I've used some of these examples in church before when we spoke, but we've got a lot of visitors here, so you won't have heard them. And I apologize to those of you that have heard them, but some of you will probably have forgotten anyway. So I thought it was right just to, to share some of these again and just to share them with you. Um, So this happened about five years ago, and I was driving up the A9, and I just got to the end of the dual carriageway before you get to Dalwini. For those of you who live around here, that might be a reasonable thing to do. And as I looked to the right, I just happened to glance up as I was driving, it was literally just for a split second, I saw this pole, this big wooden pole, maybe about 20 feet high, and it had a cross member on it. And just further down was this um, transformer box, a gray transformer box. And as I looked at it, it looked to me like Jesus was on the cross. It looked like a cross, and the transformer box actually looked like Jesus' legs. Now, as I'm stood here saying that, you'll probably think that guy's bonkers. How could a transformer box and a post about 30, 30 feet high with a cross member on it look anything like a cross? But as I looked at it, and as I continued to drive on, it seemed to speak to me. And I continued to think about it as I drove up, and I continued to go up to this power station where I was heading and also on the, on the drive back. It seemed to somehow speak to me about what God was trying to talk to me about, maybe over the next months or so. And it did actually trigger something. It caused something in my life to actually make me want to look at the cross. And since then, I've seen crosses absolutely all over the place. Um, a few years ago, there was um, the, Lion, the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, was it? Or, no, the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz was on over at the theater. 
and we got tickets right at the back and I, I went in right at the top of the auditorium it's a 500 seater auditorium and you're looking down onto the stage and they got this road and they got these telegraph poles along of it and there were three of them why would there be three of them and they looked like crosses and I almost fell over the stairs I was just amazed as I looked down and looked at these crosses and then um, a few weeks ago we were on holiday with some friends over on the west coast of Scotland and towards the end of the holiday Debbie were just out Debbie and I were out uh, by ourselves and I was just looking up into the distance and there were three telegraph poles and I just thought what's going on here why have I got three telegraph poles why aren't there just two or just one and it just looked like the cross again and I don't know if you're aware but you know when um, the BBC were doing their um, live interviews or live talks um, during uh, in Kiev and as they looked out in the backdrop, there's about four or five churches at the background there, all with crosses on the top. I don't know if you spotted that or noticed that. It just immediately spoke to me about the cross of Jesus Christ. They were there. It's all over the place. There's obviously this big cross here. It's a great cross. There's that cross there. There's crosses all around. There's a cross at the back there. I actually got a cross now that I have round my neck. It's a wooden cross to remind me again of the cross of Jesus Christ. And I know people wear them as jewellery. There was somebody on TV um, on the BBC again, they've got a big cross around their neck and you see them in people's earrings, crosses and I know some of it is jewellery but why would somebody want to wear a cross in for jewellery who's got no understanding maybe of what it means I find it quite bizarre in some ways and yet I just wonder if God is trying to speak to us about other things kind of meanings that are there but our eyes are close to them and God's opened my eyes to these things and so I've also I've read books, it hasn't just been um, pictures that I've seen. I've read books um, about the cross. I've also studied scripture. There's a lot in the Old Testament and obviously in the New Testament about the cross. And why I kind of share this is because it's created a greater understanding for me about the cross. It's brought the cross into my life in a much more kind of central meaning to me. Because if you look, there's crosses everywhere. There's crosses all over the place. And it's a constant reminder to me of the cross and of what Jesus Christ has done. Just to go back to this, um, this verse, the one I want to really think about is, is verse 23. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. And the, uh, the amplified version is slightly different. And it says, he must deny himself and set aside selfish interests. He must deny himself and set aside daily interests. And as I've, I've learned about the cross, and all these many different ways that God's spoken to me about the cross, I've become more inclined to deny myself because the understanding and the realization behind the cross and what the cross means has been something that has spoken to me about being in a situation where I really should be seeking to deny myself and follow the cross and follow the way of the cross. And when we talk here about deny himself and set aside selfish interests, you know, what, what does that mean? What does it mean to set aside selfish interests? And if you're talking about selfish interests, that's really where we put ourselves first and we're not interested in putting God first. And that's what God's looking for. He's looking for us to put him first. But we can be so interested in ourselves and our own selfish interests. And there's other words that you might use to describe this. Certainly selfish, that would be something that you might think about where we want things just to be done our way and we're not really interested in other ways of doing things and I'm sure if you think about it you can think about selfish people I don't think you need to think too long about that there's plenty of selfish people around self-sufficient that will be somebody who says well I can do things my way 
I don't really need God. I can do things my way. Um, what about um, self-absorbed? You're just absorbed in your own interests and you actually forget that there's a God out there and that there's a God who wants to speak to you. Um, there's so many other words. This word self is really embedded in our English language. You might have um, other words such as self-assertive, self-indulgent, self-delusional. There's so many others. And I thought of one this morning, self-pity. We can be so full of self-pity, can't we? That all we see is, is our own situations and our own circumstances. And again, this is where the cross has helped me of actually coming back to the cross constantly and of seeking to look to the cross for the way in which God would desire me to, to lead my life. But I don't think that this is a one once in a, a lifetime kind of you know where you come to Christ and you just say well you know I'm sorry for the things that I've done I think when it says here it talks about take up your cross daily he's talking about living a life that actually is pleasing to God and that it's something that we do on an hour by hour basis moment by moment something on a daily basis weekly monthly you're constantly looking to actually follow the way of the cross but actually so often we don't want to do that because of the situation and circumstances that we live in. We don't want to deny self. And I think this is all what it's meaning. It's talking about denying ourselves, which is actually taking up your cross, because we don't want to do that. We're human beings. Yes, we may be Christians, we may be seeking to follow the Lord, but there's so much of self in us that God is actually calling us time and time again to deny self. And I think if you're really honest about yourself, and as I've been thinking about, about this and about that scripture, there is so much of still of the self that's within me. And it's not easy to say that stood at the front of church. There's so much of self in me. And it's not always of God. But God's asking us and constantly asking us to follow the way of the cross, to deny self, to put ourselves behind us and to follow what God wants us to do. And I think uh, if you look then at the next verses, it talks about, uh, verse 24 says, for, ever wants, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. And so what we're saying is, you know, if you want to go your own way, if you want to do your own thing, that's fine. But the consequences and the results of that is that you will actually end up losing your life. That's, that's what Jesus is saying here. I can't really explain it any other, any, other way, any other way. But then it says, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. So whoever seeks to, I believe, deny themselves and follow the way of the cross will see their lives will be changed and will see their lives transformed. And I think that's what Jesus is, is offering us here. And what does the Bible say about that? Or what does that mean? And I think John 10, uh, verse 10, gives us um, an explanation about this. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. And I think that's what is on offer here from Jesus. He's saying, you can have life and you can have it to, you, to the full. And when we're talking about life here... I believe what Jesus is talking about are things like love, joy, peace. And when we talk about love, I mean, you know, it's talking about love for ourselves, love for our fellow man, love for God. We're talking about joy, to know and experience joy. Much more often, the joy of the Lord is my strength, to know and see joy. So much more often, not just glimpses and on occasions, but that to be so much part of our lives. And then peace. We can know peace, but we can know peace when we're on holiday. We can know peace in good circumstances. 
But what about in the difficulties of life, when things, and we're struggling with things of life? We can know peace in those situations. And I think that's what Jesus is offering here. He's saying there's so much more to actually denying yourself and following the cross. It's actually a wonderful life to follow because of these things like the fruits and the gifts of the Spirit are all part of it. And as we actually give more of our life to, to God and as we're prepared to, to give more and more to him, the Holy Spirit has that kind of access into our lives to be able to develop and grow those wonderful fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, etc., etc. And those are just wonderful things. You can't buy them, but God can give them to you as we seek to follow him in the way of the cross. And right at the beginning, I said that I've struggled with this verse. I found it really hard. It's something that I've struggled with over the years, not something I particularly liked. But as I've looked at it and I've studied it, and through the way in which God's really been speaking to me over the last number of years, through the examples, through the situations that I've seen and experienced, through the things that I've just seen all around me, God has opened up my heart to see much more about the cross and this verse and what it means. And that there is, there does have to be a self-denial. Uh, there's no getting away from that. There has to be a self-denial. But the fruits of it are just so wonderful because we can experience so much more love, so much more joy, so much more peace in the everyday things of life. And like I say, who doesn't want those things? Who doesn't want those kind of parts of their life? And so actually, yes, it's something that might be difficult, but it's worth it. It's so worth it to know and experience so much more of the cross of Christ and what he means. So I started off by saying that Really, um, what I was going to be talking about was having the cross and the cross of Jesus and it being central in our life, the way of the cross. And I think that should be so much more part of our lives. And so kind of, in a way, I challenge you to think about the cross more, not to take it for granted, and to look around and open your eyes. It's all over the place, absolutely all over the place, if we just open our eyes and see what Christ is saying to us through the cross. Um, one of the things I forgot to say, and I can see Andrew was actually up there, can you put that picture up, please, Andrew? <coughs> Can you see that? It's, a bit, it's um, Salvador Dali's uh, picture of Jesus on the cross. And I've got that up in my study. Again, something else to remind me of, of the cross of Christ. And if you get the chance to go to the, um, the museum, where it's actually in the art gallery, it's wonderful just to sit there and look at it. That happened to me again. Um, last year, I think it was, I was able to look at that and just spend some time. I've got that in my study, and uh, I have to work from home at the moment because of COVID. And again, it's something else that just reminds me of the cross. And so what I'd like to do is before, I think we have one more song, I'd just like us to spend a few moments in silence. And you can either look at the cross and look at what um, Jesus is doing there as he's looking over the world, really, and looking down on the world. Or you can focus on the cross over here. Or you can just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And just sit there in silence for a few moments. And we'll just allow the Holy Spirit to speak into our lives. And see if God wants to put his finger on anything. You know, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let him just speak to you. Allow God's presence to speak to you. And see what he says. And see what God says to you. So let's just have a few moments of silence. Father, I um, just thank you for the cross. Lord, I thank you that we can never, ever um, 
plumb the depths of the cross and what you've done for us and the wonderful way in which you desire to set us free from ourselves and from all that we seek to do in our own power and in our own strength and the way in which we, we can live our lives. Lord, I, I just thank you. I thank you for the cross. And I pray that um, as you've opened up my eyes and continue to open my eyes, I pray that you do that for every person in this building, everybody who's sitting here worshipping you and looking at you and seeking you. That, Lord, you'd open up our eyes to see you more and more, to see the crosses that are all around us and the way in which you um, seem to have imprinted that upon our society and upon our world. The pictures and images of the cross, I thank you, Lord. And just thank you. Thank you, Father. Amen.